Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of Romans with part two of this message entitled, Salvation for Everyone. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 10, verse 11. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you open our minds to understand the gospel, that we may believe the gospel, that we may be blessed. Lord, we learn in Hebrews 3 and 4, those whom you delivered from Egyptian slavery did not add faith to the gospel they heard. And they all perished. And as we understand the truth, help us to believe that we may be a blessed people. Make us believers in the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. The book of Romans, chapter 10, verses 11, 12, and 13. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame, will never be disappointed. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all. And pay attention to what I am going to say. And richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The wicked people discriminate. Point number two, Jesus saves without words of discrimination. Point number three, Jesus makes us rich without discrimination. Verse 12, there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all. And what richly blesses all who call upon him. And verse 13 gives you additional reason for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If you haven't called upon the name of the Lord, if you are outside of Christ, if you are not saved, it is because you didn't believe God and you didn't call upon him. It is sheer arrogance. And may God give us great humility not to tell him what to do, but to do what he tells us to do. And be saved. God is God of all. And Jesus Christ is what? Lord of all. So we read in Romans 3 verse 29 and 30. Is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, Gentiles also. Since there is only 
one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through the same faith. Friends, there is no other God. God of the scriptures, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is the only true and living God. And there is only one Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he is the Savior of the whole world. There is no second name, third name, fourth name. There is only one name, Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. There is no other name given to men by God by which Jew and Gentile must be saved. This God is God of all and this Lord Jesus Christ is Lord of all, whether you recognize it or not. The sun is shining. And you can close your eyes. That doesn't make a difference. It is shining. But it makes a difference as far as your salvation is concerned. Let us get rid of arrogance. And be clothed with humility. Anyone who believes the gospel will be saved. Anyone. Isn't that wonderful, sir? Anyone. Anyone who believes the gospel that Jesus Christ died for our sins and raised for our justification will be saved. Jesus Christ who is God-man. Jesus Christ who is sinless son of God. Jesus Christ who perfectly obeyed all God's laws in our place. Jesus Christ our atonement. Jesus Christ is our justification. We call upon his name only. We trust in his righteousness only. We rely upon him only. We rest upon him only. We are inseparably united with Christ only. We do not pray to Christ and to Mary and to saints. Thank God. The text says, call upon the Lord and you will be saved. We do not pray to Christ and the saints. We do not rely on his righteousness and our righteousness. We deny ourselves, take up the cross and follow him. He justifies the ungodly to make them godly. This is epignosis. Paul said they have a zeal for God, but not what, sir, according to precise knowledge. In this church, we give you what, sir, precise knowledge of the gospel. Friends, listen, even our faith does not save us. Did you hear what I said? Our faith is non-meritorious. We are saved by Jesus Christ alone. Our faith is like the hands of the beggar lifted up to receive some food from the master. We come to Jesus, the living bread, that we may eat and hunger 
No more. We come to Jesus Christ to drink the living water that we may thirst no more. We come to Jesus Christ because he invites all sinners to come to the feast he prepared for us. Isaiah 55. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread? And your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me. And eat what is good. And your soul will delight in the richest of fare. We come because he invites us. Invites the poor, miserable, wretched people. Come as you are. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will... Find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. The yoke of the devil is very heavy. It kills you. But my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Don't ever think Jesus sets you free so that you just go and do what you want. He saves you to worship and serve him alone all your life. Which is maximum freedom for creatures. And Jesus said in John 7. On the last and greatest day of the feast. Jesus stood and said in a loud voice. For all the people to hear. All people should hear it. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. And the last chapter of the book, of the Bible, the book of Revelation, verse 17 says, The spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. He is offering you now the living bread, water of life. And he invites you, come. Come as you are. Nothing in my hand I bring simply to thy cross I cling. He will feed you. He will clothe you. He will wash you clean. He will justify you. He will forgive all your sins. He will bless you. And he who comes to him he will never throw them out. This is God's promise. It is his guarantee. You add faith to it. You come. Now the final point. 
When you come to him, he will make you rich. Plutones pandas epicaluminus autum. Enriching everyone who calls upon his name. Jesus Christ is Lord of all and being rich. He enriches all who call upon him and worship him. He is God. We are poor, but he is rich. He adopts us and makes us sons and daughters of God. So we are heirs of God. Co-heirs with his beloved son. We studied that. Romans 8, 16 and 17. He is rich in mercy. And so Ephesians 2, 4. But because of his great love for us. God who is what sir? Rich in mercy. Made us alive. He is rich in love. He is rich in mercy. And he is rich in grace. Ephesians 1 verse 6. To the praise of his glorious grace. Which he lavished upon us. King James. Lavished upon us. He is rich sir. And he enriches us. And Ephesians 2, 7, in order that in coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Incomparable, what's the riches of his grace in heaven he will disclose to us. He will show to us. He's rich, sir, in wisdom and knowledge. You don't know much. Don't worry. Come to him. He will give you wisdom and knowledge. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. He delights to give you wisdom. He delights to give you knowledge. And as you open the Bible, all of a sudden you are hit. With the depth of the knowledge of God. And wisdom of God. And the grace of God. And the mercy of God. And the love of God, sir. It's a delightful experience to delve into the word of God. Come to the Bible. He and he alone tells us truth. Jesus became poor. He became incarnate for the people. For the purpose of making us what, sir? Rich. Second Corinthians 8 and verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich. Yet for your sakes he became what, sir? Poor. So that you through his poverty might become rich. Rich. God's purpose. In saving you. Is to make you rich. Rich in God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack nothing. He is Jehovah Jireh. 
and he provides for all our needs he gave us the body and he provides sufficiently for our physical needs and not only that he gives sufficiently for our spiritual needs man is body and man is spirit Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be what? Added unto you, sir. This Jesus is the heir of all things. Hebrews 1 verse 2. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. Jesus Christ is the heir of all things. We read in Hebrews 11, Moses left all the treasures and pleasures of Egypt to possess Christ, the treasure. To the unsaved, miserable, rich, young ruler, Jesus counseled to sell all. Give it to the poor and come to follow him that he may obtain treasure in heaven. He refused and went away sad. If you refuse to trust in Christ, you are miserable, you are hopeless, you are sad, and you are poor. The materially rich Laodiceans were told by Christ. You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. So you can become what, sir? Rich. And white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salt to put on your eyes so you can see. From Jesus Christ we receive one blessing after another. Grace after grace. Wave after wave of blessing. So John says in John 1.16, from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another blessing after another blessing after another blessing. He daily loadeth us with what, sir? Good things. His mercies are new every morning, sir. And in Colossians 2, 9 and 10, 4, in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ. Full in Christ. Who is the head over every power and authority. In Christ, we are given fullness. And Ephesians 1.23, church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. And Professor John Murray is said, we are empty receptacle. 
and Christ pours all we need into us bring empty vessels not of you come to Christ hungry and thirsty and needy and he gives us all we need church which is his body the fullness of him who fills everything in every way Jesus said I am the vine you are the branches and the branches receive all vitality from its union with the vine that it may bear fruit more fruit and much fruit that we may flourish not survive not merely exist but flourish so St. Paul says and my God will meet all your needs according to his what sir glorious riches the standard is high he's so rich and he gives us according to his standard St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3 so then no more boasting about men all things are yours whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth it belongs to us sir. the whole universe belongs to us because it belongs to God he owns the cattle on a thousand hills we will inherit all finally in its new form, new heaven, and the new earth. In Christ, everything belongs to us. Then the question should be, how can I be in Christ? That's the intelligent question. And the answer is, when you trust in Christ, you are in Christ. Inseparably connected. Nothing in all creation will be able to what? Separate us from the love of God which is in Christ. Believe on Jesus Christ. Call upon him. Friends, he answers your prayer. God is infinite person. And he is eager to hear your prayer. Prayer of faith. He hears the prayer of sinners who repent and believe. He heard the prayer of the publican. He went home justified. He heard the prayer of the leper. Jesus touched him and he was cleansed. He heard the loud cry of the blind Bartimaeus. And he received precious sight. He heard the prayer of the father whose daughter had just died. And God raised her up to the great joy of her parents. He heard the prayer of the dying thief. And the same day he entered paradise with Jesus. Realize friends your need. 
Don't say I have need of nothing. That is a materialist. That's a Laodicean. I have need of nothing. May Holy Spirit come upon you and enable us to realize our need. Realize you cannot save yourselves. Realize you are soon going to die. You must die, sir. And you will die, sir. Realize Jesus Christ alone is able to save you. Realize he welcomes all sinners without discrimination. Call upon him and be saved. Jew, Gentile, call upon him and he will save you. You say you are chief of sinners, call upon him, he will save you. You say I don't feel it. I should feel goosebumps. I don't feel it. Don't worry. Call upon him. He'll save you. You say I have a besetting sin. And I try to get rid of it often. But it didn't work. Don't worry. Call upon him. He'll save you. Are you a backslider? You are welcome. Call upon him. He'll save you. Have you been excommunicated from the church? Repent. Call upon him. He will save you, sir. You say you are the dirtiest sinner in the world. Call upon him. He will save you. He will save you from God's own wrath. He will save you from sin. He will save you from law. He will save you from death. He will save you from the devil. He will save you from the world. He will save you from hell. He will save you from. But there is a positive side to it. We are saved to something. To enjoy the beatific vision which is the sum of all blessings. To be able to fellowship with God and to see God. Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Save too. Have eternal life. Fellowship with God forever. To dwell with God in the new heaven and the new earth where there is no sin. To fellowship with God's holy people. This is, friends, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Fellowship with God and what, sir? God's people. Everyone who believes in Jesus will not be ashamed. Friends, today, shame is on parade as something wonderful. Evil is praised. Holiness is condemned, sin is praised, and righteousness is condemned. Shame is no longer in the closet. No wonder Christians are discriminated in the universities and the marketplaces because they uphold God's law. It's all due to man's hatred toward Jesus Christ. Thank God. 
that our shame is taken away by Jesus Christ who suffered shame by his shameful death on the cross and our shame is gone friends if you are outside of Christ you are outside of the ark of safety and you will perish life is in the sun believe him call upon him through the door of Christ enter the ark of eternal salvation friends in the day of judgment your baptism in the waters of self esteem will not cover your nakedness no fig leaf covering is good enough you and i need the robe of christ's righteousness you say you refuse salvation in christ jesus that's your prerogative but he's coming to judge you and shame you with real shame and you will certainly will experience his discriminating judgment and humiliation Daniel 12 verse 2 multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake some to everlasting life others to shame and everlasting contempt Jesus said Matthew 25:46 then they will go away to eternal punishment for the righteous to eternal life listen to the writer to the Hebrews Hebrews 4 the word of God is living and active nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must what sir given a call when the elder speaks to you you don't like it you will die sir you will die believe me sir nobody ever lived resisting god If you don't listen to God and listen to your parents and listen to your pastor you are like Pharaoh asking the question what is it who is the lord that i should obey him and god takes that challenge and kills you the bible doesn't tell stories it tells real stories everything is uncovered and laid before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account let me read this to you sir isaiah says in isaiah chapter 1 come now let us what reason together says the lord and now listen to this it's wonderful though your sins are like scarlet they shall be as white as snow though they are red as crimson they shall be like white wool if you are willing and obedient 
you will eat the best from the land. That's a promise. And the next is a threat. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. And then the signature of God. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. If you refuse to honor Jesus Christ, if you refuse to trust him, if you refuse to confess him as Lord and call upon him, then on the day of judgment, you will bend your knee and you will confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. To the glory of God the Father and the honor of our Lord Jesus Christ, only to be sent to eternal I beseech you, those who are outside of Christ, to add faith to what you have heard. Call upon him now and be saved. Because now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part two of this message entitled, Salvation for Everyone. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.